Hey guys, how you guys doing? My name's Ken Simeon and I want to talk to you guys about the fine print of marriage from the man's view. Uh, marriage is not one of those things that you just walk into and say, hey, let's do it. Let's get married. Uh, of course, there are times that it happen and there is a, a great statistic showing that sometimes it's uh, it works out that way. Um, just to give you an indication of what we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about everything, everything everything. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, statistics, the differences between men and women. Uh, we'll be talking about the expectations of a man and, you know, some of the faux pas or the rules that are not spoken about. But of course, the rule exists. So let's dive right into it. Um, so I just wanted to put out a couple of statistics out there real quick for uh, the men. Of course, I know there'll be women that will be listening to this podcast as well. But please uh, remember that this particular uh, podcast is just driven towards the men. So let's talk about it. So most adults have married only once. uh, 54% of men and 60% 60 of women had married once. Now, I don't know how that statistic works. What's 54% of men and 60% of women? Because we both marry each other. And let's they're talking about, you know, on one side or the other. 13% of men and women had married twice. I'm in that 13%. I'm in my second marriage. And this is actually uh, one of my uh, favorite people, uh, one of the most awesome people that I've ever met in my life, which is my wife. Uh, she is so in love with peace that um, she will sacrifice a lot of um, feelings to actually just make me happy. And I've actually learned to do the same. So we learn a great deal of things from each other. And of course, because she's one of my favorite people, uh, I prayed and asked God, I was like, God, is this the one for me? And of course he answered. And so we've been married uh, for a short period of time, but we have a lot of friendship and a lot of love and uh, respect for each other. Back to the statistics, 69% of men and 76% of women age 15 and over have been married at least once 69% and I don't know why age 15 is is one of those things that we throw out there but that's a statistic and it's hard for me to say that word really fast another statistic women are 2.5 years younger than their husbands on average my wife I'm uh, uh, we have more than 2.5 years we have a great number of years and difference uh, toward each other I'm a lot older than she is not a lot older but you know, it, it's significantly different. I think that plays a huge role also. So for you guys out there, now the statistics are out the way. Just want to put that information out there. Um, one of the things that I don't think a lot of people recognize is that when you are a God-fearing husband at work, uh, a job, you tend to have this, I will wear the the brunt of everything I will take the brunt of everything. Everything will be placed on my shoulders. I will look out for my family. And this is what we do. We have a, a, a strong inert ability to just continue to look out for our family, even if it costs us some physical uh, discomfort. For an example, I'll just tell uh, my story. I'm up every morning around 3.15. i I'm at work usually around four o'clock and I usually get off of work at four o'clock. So I've put in 12 hours and then I go home and I probably more than likely be the first person home before my wife. And I'm probably preparing dinner and uh, getting her stuff and getting her stuff together for the next day. 
And while this has become uh, somewhat of a customer in our home, I do my see, I do see myself sometime kind of wanting that that exhale, that relax. I want to take the time out and just say, you know what? I want somebody to cater to me. And while it's easy for me to feel that way because I do work so hard at making sure that the family is protected from poverty, um, I don't want to say it, you know, because from the man's point of view, I don't want to say, hey, somebody take care of me or somebody look out for me. I actually find myself being, uh, you know, I'll distance myself from my wife. I'll get this attitude. I go into this funk and then she'll say what's wrong. And then now I'm, you know, I don't blow up. I just, well, you know, I work really hard and I have an expectation of sometimes feeling appreciated. And that's where an issue comes because I don't convey or converse with my wife that I do want to feel appreciated. She doesn't know. And you would think that, Hey, that's just automatic for her. She should know, Hey, Man, if he's working that hard and he's doing all these great things, somebody should actually look out for him. And unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, she works really hard. Uh, we're expecting uh, a baby to come into the near future. So her time and her efforts and everything are actually focused on our child to come. And just a little FYI for us, um, it's easy for me to just take the brunt of some things because I feel like my shoulders are built to take a lot of the things that we go through and I don't want to put any additional stress on her. So, you know, I do get into this funk. So I'm trying to find a way uh, currently, how can I convey or converse to her a message stating that, Hey, I would like my heels rubbed or I would like a back rub or um, just, you know, stroke my ego, be my cheerleader. And a lot of times all I have to do is just tell her, and she does it. Now, the downfall to that is sometimes I'll uh, say, hey, I do need this um, this attention. Um, if you've listened to our first podcast, I talk about those things. Uh, I'll be out and about and certain friends be like, you know what? I really like the way that you and your wife are transparent. And that is great. But that's actually some medicine for us. We force ourselves to be as transparent as possible because we don't want anybody to think that marriage is easy. It's one of those things that you could just walk into and say, hey, I'm going to get married and everything is is fine and dandy. Uh, it's one of those things that actually you don't get the happily ever after to. You've endured some pain, some some discomfort, some things that are not pleasurable to you or your spouse, whether it be mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, you'll go through those things. And so that is not an easy task. So for us, uh, we try to get through it. But for me, how do I convey that to her? How do I converse to her that I'm uh, dealing with these things? And so I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> so one of the things that I do is I leave a little small hints, right? Um, I'll just actually work really, really, really hard at doing things around the house and making sure that everything is taken care of and I will just go knock out and go to sleep. And my wife, because she is so in tune with me, she'll be like, you know what? My baby is doing an excellent job and he deserves some rest. And when he wakes up, I'm going to make sure that he's taken care of. So maybe some bluebell ice cream. I don't know if you guys ever had any bluebell ice cream, but in Texas, it's one of those things that it's uh it's kind of like church, you know, Bluebell is a religion around here. I mean, you can't talk about Bluebell um, to a Texan in a negative way. It's one of the most awesome ice creams out there. It's a creamery. 
uh, not far from where we are. And so we love some Bluebell, but me particularly, I love Bluebell. And so, of course, uh, I got to make sure I don't eat too much because I am trying to watch my weight. I'm trying to make sure I stay in shape for the wife. And so um, I'll just do that. I'll just put those things on my chest, put those things on my shoulders, and I'll just go at it. And I'll just continue to work and continue to do what I need to do. And because we're so in tune, she will actually just step in and try to make sure that I'm comfortable. Now, I don't do it in a way to um, I don't do for her so that I can receive. So from a man's point of view, oftentimes when I'm in my first marriage, I would do for my wife. And I would say, hey, I'm doing this for you. You do this for me. And that's not how it goes. Um, I heard from a good friend uh, of mine a long time ago. He said, uh, husbands, we have to live our lives in a manner that if your wife slaps you, you have to live your life in such a way that you have to um, have those actions that reply back saying, you know what? I'm sorry that my face was in the way of your hand. And I never, you know, really came to, to to understand that until I got married. And that is exactly how I look at marriage. And it's weird. Um, but the Bible says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And so we see throughout time that Christ had so much love to, for the church that it was actually the church, uh, the Pharisees and, and those individuals that um put Jesus on the cross. Now they didn't understand the divine intervention that was going on at that time. Um, but it was so imperative to where we are now in regards to how we are accepted into, um, to heaven. And so I truly believe that man, it, it's not easy being a husband. I mean, you know, one of the most easiest things that a woman can do is actually be submissive. Like, you know, a lot of women don't want to be, well, I'm not wanting to say a lot of women, but there are some women out there that don't want to be submissive. And so from her husband, um, that's a difficult task for any husband that, you know, have a wife that's not submissive, man, that's a job in itself. You know, you have to, you know, somewhat, uh, manage that particular, um, area of, of marriage, but for, for a husband that has a submissive wife, that is great. Um, and so for, for a man that, you know, approaches things, you know, just continue to, if I can say anything that's encouraging to you, just continue to you know, keep your two feet on the ground and, and don't waver. It's not easy. Um, the things that we go through as, as husbands, a lot of women may not see that we work really, really hard at, um, at a lot of things. Uh, some women think we don't work hard at being faithful and that is a task. Um, and this is really, really important. Being faithful is, is, it's not easy. Um, it's not one of those things that you can just say, I'm not going to, you know, uh, do anything to hurt my wife. And we do say that. And it's a task because there are so many women that see uh, a husband that is faithful to his wife as some some type of security. Like, I don't have to worry about him coming to my house and him trying to control me because he has a whole wife at home. And there are some women that go out of their way to seduce or um, be friends with a married man. And so I'm not saying that for women to be like, you know what? Do you have somebody at your job? Do Is there somebody trying to holler at you, talk to you and things like No, that's not exactly what I'm not saying. I'm saying that you should cheerlead your man. You should champion him and saying, you know what? It is awesome. And if you're saying things to him that, 
you know, other women may be saying or other uh, people may be saying to them. I mean, when somebody else said it, it has no degree. I mean, when you say it, it's going to be awesome. Now, of course, you know, there's uh, some ins and outs to that. And, you know, however you rule your marriage, that's on you. I would just say pray and make sure that whatever you're pouring into your husband, that it is, uh, first of all, from God. And it's something that's genuine, not to, to say it as becoming insecure, but to say it and say, you know what? Um, my husband is awesome and he does so much for this family and he works really hard to make sure that we are protected from poverty, that, um, I'm going to honor him because we honor you, you all, um, as a husband that is, is married and that is, um, that I fear God. We honor our wives by making sure that we first and foremost, uh, flood you guys with the word. We're protecting you. We're, we're washing you down with the word of God and what it says. And then secondly, you know, uh, we fear God. Well, first of all, we fear God in such a way that uh, the Bible even says a man that does not do well to his wife or does not do good things for his wife or does not honor his wife. Uh, God doesn't even hear our prayer. And so imagine that if you're a husband and you're put in a position that you are going to do right by your wife because you want God to hear your prayers. And some of the prayers we may have is like, God, what's wrong with my wife? Help me understand her. So God wouldn't even hear those prayers if you're the man in a position that uh, things don't really work out. And I mean, things aren't working out and you're praying to God. And like at the same time, you're like, you know, being, uh, you know, having an infidelous act on the side. God doesn't hear you. You're like, wow. So I have to stay faithful to my wife so that God can hear my prayers. And that is absolutely correct. You have to stay faithful to your wife so that God can hear your prayers because he's working on her just as much as he is working on you. And again, this podcast is for men. Um, it's just some of the things I'm sharing. If you're not a man, uh, you have some inside understanding of how we think. And so back to the faithful. So being faithful, being a husband that's faithful, that's uh, first and foremost, faithful to God will allow us to be faithful in all of our acts. Um, we have some some things that we deal with on a daily basis. We deal with, um, you know, like I said, some women that may come for us and just look at I mean, the same reason you're looking at your husband and the same reason reason that you may uh, try to understand your husband, the same thing or another woman. But for us men, if you if you are dealing with some things and you're trying to say, you know what, I want to stay faithful. I do not want to cheat. I don't want to. Uh, flirt, I don't want to have conversation, then uh, here's a little tidbit that I do. At the same time, someone is approaching you with an intent to be um, intimate, then at the same time, think about someone is approaching your wife. And the same expression that you're giving to that person may be the same expression that your wife. And it's not, it's just a little trick for guys because usually we're like, man, ain't nobody going to talk to my wife, man. That's my wife, man. And if you're one of those guys, man, I don't care if nobody talked up, then you may have a problem. Um, you may want to look into saying, hey, I got an issue. I don't, you know, I want to protect my wife, not only from me and my ex, but some nit trying to talk to my wife and trying to get to know her better. And uh, me, you know, uh, being a Texas guy from the South and, you know, we just really uh, in, in Texas, we really honor marriage. And well, in the area and people that I'm surrounded by, we really honor marriage and look at marriage as one of those things like man, it is great. And you got somebody to share the rest of your life with. So that is awesome. But yeah, so that's just one little exercise that I started off with. And it, it, it helps me to stay and uh, one of the second things that helps me to stay and be faithful is like, 
Um, a lot of times I'm so green, I don't even know if anybody's trying to talk to me or flirt or anything like that. But they do. And I'm not really aware of it until after the fact. And it'll be one of those conversations my wife and I have. And I'll share some things with her and she'll be like, man. So she was flirting. I was like, I'm, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, she said that uh, this, that, and the other. And so, yeah, she was flirting. I was like, oh, well, good for me because God has turned that eye off. And, you know, I didn't see those things and I didn't understand. And um, so it's a good thing that sometimes I'm green. So that's one little exercise you guys can try um, for men. You know, just at the same time, whatever answer you're giving, it's the same answer she's giving. And whatever you're doing, it's the same thing she's doing. And it may seem weird for women like, well, why would he even entertain it? Remember, uh, men and women, we're totally wired differently. We see we have to actually we, we work tangibly. And for women, they work emotionally. And so uh, reaching a woman emotionally is is awesome. And so another thing for men is a second little exercise is um, reaching her emotionally. Like, let's talk about that. Like, how do I reach my wife emotionally? How do I get in tune with her emotionally? How do I make sure that I, I take care of her emotionally? Um, it is so easy. You have to date your wife daily during the day. Send her those awesome little text messages. Like, instead of sending an email to you know, find out some information and all those things. Actually send her a text message that may take you at least five minutes to send, you know, and read it carefully before you send it. Because sometimes we can say some things and we're expecting something when we get back home. And guys, you know what I mean? You send that long text message trying to get her riled up, trying to get her uh, ready for the evening. And then you get home and she's already in those sweatpants and that big T-shirt and you're like, what is going on? I thought I set it up. I thought I was having 10 pins raised and I rolled the ball and I didn't knock one down. What is going on? She has the sweatpants on. She has the mouth guard in and the heavy T-shirt and the stuff on her face. And I'm like, what is going on? And so uh, if you go into it with that intent, then it's the wrong intent. Go into it with the mindset of, hey, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm encouraging her because I'm expecting some encouragement from her as well. Um, because you got to pour into her so she can continue to see that how awesome of a person. And if she doesn't pour back into you, it's not easy. And one of the most difficult things, one of the most difficult jobs I will always say is uh, being a God fearing husband. Because not only do you answer first and foremost to God, but you have to make sure that you follow God's laws and and, and do what he asks so that he can continue to bless you. And sometimes the blessings that we have, he'll take us through some pains, some pressures so that we can experience some pleasure later. And it may not be right then and there. We deal with hell right here on earth so that we can get to heaven. But if you're not saved, then you're dealing with heaven right now before you get to hell. And that's really, really, uh, really what it boils down to. And so for, for men, you know, just remember, date her like man, just, uh, date her during the day. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a lot of times women don't look for flowers and candy and edible arrangements. I thought that's what it took or edible arrangements. I had the coupon code set up in my phone all the time. And I would just have so many different things set up in my phone. And I'll be like, man, okay, today what I'll do is this. And so I, I, I get a kick out of spoiling my wife. Um, now I do love to be spoiled as well. Um, 
but it's not about me receiving anything. So if you're doing anything to receive something back, then the intent of it, your expectation when it's not met, that will anger you. That'll, man, that'll make you upset. It'll put you in a funk. Like, you know what? I did all this and she's not doing anything back. And that will actually put you in a, in a funk. And it's not cool. It's not, it's really not cool, but it will take you there because your expectation wasn't met because of the reason you did something. And so it's not like at a store, you pay money and then you get something. It's just continuing to pour into her. So date her during the day. Send those text messages. Send her a funny little picture of something you're doing at work. Send her uh, just, you know, your hand with your ring showing and saying, you know, this is, you know, this is my hand. This is my ring. I pledge my love to you. And so little things like that you can do. And hopefully uh, things will get better if you're having some difficulty. If not, just continue to do what you're doing. Another thing you can do, man, is um, so me, I am a baller on a budget. And for those of you who don't know what a baller is, it's somebody that just has the money to spend what they want to do, when they want to do it, when they can do it, how they want to do it, and make things happen. But if you're like me, you're a baller on a budget. And so uh, you'll do things that are, I will say, financially efficient. That's what we'll say. We won't say cheap. We'll just say financially efficient. Say it with me. Financially efficient. Say it again with me. It makes you feel good when you say it. Say it again. One, two, three. Financially efficient. Great. So being financially efficient or like I would say, ball on a budget, you'll do some things that will actually um, fit your budget and make your wife feel good. When we first got married, one of the things I did to become financially efficient is I didn't know what my bills were going to be. We were both on a really, really tight budget. And so things were not financially strong for us. So one of the things that I did was I um, I bought some candles. And so uh, my wife thought, hey, hey, you know, he is so romantic. And I am. Trust and believe. I am romantic. And this is my romantic side and my financially efficient side meeting and bumping fists and saying, hey, you are the man. So this is what I did. I bought candles and I would take a shower um, by candlelight. And so I was like, well, you know, I don't know what my bills are going to be. So the the candlelight was designed for me to take a shower in the candlelight, not using our energy in our home. That's how strapped we was for cash. I mean, we were like. Uh, check to check. We were living check to check. We didn't, you know, we were buy groceries on a budget. We would do certain things on a budget. And so I would take a shower um, by candlelight. And so one day I was like, okay, well, how can I, because taking a shower, man, there's a lot of water going through the, uh, the way my mind works. There's a lot of water that's just, I'm not using, but how can I be more efficient? And guess what I did? You guys are going to love this. I invited my wife to take a shower with me, right? Boom. Did I just blow your mind? I'm hoping I'm blowing your mind. And ladies, if you're listening, don't think of it as cheap. It's romantic and you like it and you know you love it. So don't look at me like that or your your device. Don't look at it like that. Okay, so I invited her to take a shower with me and then we would talk. We would have like these deep conversations um, while we're taking a shower by candlelight. And so she really, really, really enjoyed it. And we still do it. Um, our schedules are kind of jacked up a little bit now that we really can't invest a lot of time in doing something like that. But I make sure we re re be blah, blah, blah. I make sure we revisit that often. There it is. That's what I wanted to say. I make sure we revisit that often. And so 
um, will take a shower by candlelight. Now, of course, I'm saving energy still because I am financially efficient and I'm a baller on a budget. And first and foremost, we're saving water. Baller on a budget. And guess what? We get to spend time together and you know where it goes from there. This is an adult show. Let's not try to make it sure that we're not shy here. So you know where it goes from there. Shower, candlelight, darkness, conversation in the in the ensuite. You're right there off in the bedroom and it goes down. Like we say, uh, like my, my wife's from Houston, Texas. And so one of the things that they say it goes down um, it's meaning, you know, it go down like everything is, is about to happen. It's going great. It's good. So it goes down. If you if you want to say that, hey, you can say it's about to go down. So um, that's one of the things that we do to create some intimacies and spending some time with her. And then finally, before we end this podcast, I want to talk to the guys about some things that um, I think is very, very important. Um, I know it's not easy being the husband that works really hard that provides to do all the things that you need to do to make sure that your family is protected from poverty. It's not easy. Um, don't give up, man. Don't give up. Statistics are showing that, you know, when things get hard, we give up um, so easy. And I don't even know where this culture came from. Like just giving up. Um, I, I talk about the sticker generation often, you know, that everybody gets a sticker. Everybody gets a trophy. You know, even if you don't like what's going on in your marriage, what are you doing? What are you exhausting to make sure that everything is going to be okay? Like exhaust every opportunity to make sure that everything's going to be okay. It's not easy. Trust and believe it's not going to be easy. There'll be days that you just be like, man, you know what? If she say one more thing, I swear to God. I'm going to just go off. I'm a scream. And when you get to that moment, just take your drive, take your walk, go fix something, go clock in at work. If you can, matter of fact, use all that energy to make more money and make sure that the family is taken care of, but do something that's productive and constructive positively um, instead of lashing out. It is so easy for us because the way we're wired, we're men. And so we deal with things in a physical nature, but you know, Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so if we're trying to use the flesh to fight the flesh, we're going to lose that battle each and every time. The best tool that we can ever use is find you a good Bible based church that will feed you the word of God, that will make sure that you are equipped to fight these physical battles with the spirit and the spirit will win. The more you have Jesus in you, the more that will come out. And so it also tells us all the time, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And why does it tells us that? Because the more that he is in me, the more that the more Jesus, the more God that we uh, have in us, the Holy Spirit will continue to resonate and allow our actions and reactions to be Christ like. Remember, the first six letters of Christian is Christ. And that's who we're following. We're disciples of him. It's not easy. So being the husband is not easy. A lot of times wife, they have these expectations of us, but we just need to converse and communicate to them that, hey, I have expectations as well. Talk about it. Find a way that you can discuss things. One of the tools that my wife and I use is we have this thing called high low. Every night before we go to sleep, we have to discuss at least one high point 
and one low point of the day. And during the course of the week, if we see that that low point is something that we've talked about more than three times, excuse me, more than three times, then we revisit that and we say, hey, is it something that we need to cut off? Is it another area that we need to go in? Is it another direction that we need to go in? Is God pruning us for something? So high-low is one of those things. She'll just say, you know, while we're, you know, folding clothes or uh, doing something for the the uh, evening, she'll just say, hey, high-low. And I'll respond, my high point was, my low point was. And sometimes I'm a little cheesy. I'll be like, you know what, you're my high for the day. And so she likes that stuff. And I like being cheesy because I'm corny. But uh, for you guys out there, it's not easy being a husband. It's not. I mean, we go through some difficulties that sometimes our wives never know of, uh, some challenges that our wives never know of. And so uh, it's very important for us that we keep our, you know, our level headed and we keep our emotions intact and we respond the way that Christ responds to the church. And that is he gave his all up for the church so that the church can actually find go through him so that they can be saved. So I'm hoping that you enjoyed this podcast. I'm hoping that uh, there's some nuggets somewhere in there that uh, you received that you like. Please subscribe to our podcast, The Fine Print of Marriage. Uh, This is The Fine Print of Marriage Men. And so um, I welcome and love any advice. Of course, the way that we operate here is that we'll chew the meat and spit out the bone. Uh, If there's some advice that people have given us. Um, that's applicable to us of course we will try it out if it's some things in the area that you know what hey that's not something that we should try then we'll go another direction or we'll stay in the direction that god has allowed us hey text uh i mean not text but please uh, leave some comments of what church you're at we will be uh setting up some dates that we'll be moving about in the country and um visiting churches and talking about some things and uh, we have a couple of marriage conferences that we'll be uh, visiting and talking at. Uh, we're here in Texas. So, hey, if you're here in Texas, we'd love to stop by and talk to your marriage ministry as well. My name is uh, Ken Simeon. My, wife, my wife's name is Cecilia Simeon, and we'll definitely be staying in contact with you all. We love you, and we just want everybody to enjoy marriage the way that we do. Uh, we really enjoy it, but it's not easy. Trust and believe, boo-boo. It's not easy. It's one of the things that takes a lot of um, a lot of work. Uh, the book that we'll be, um, that we encourage every marriage to get is something called preparing for marriage. And you'll see a couple on the front. It's a white covered book. I can't think of the name of the author, but Hey, I will have that information for you for the next, um, podcast preparing for marriage. There are some questions. It's actually a workbook, but there are some questions that are very pertinent to marriage that helps you with marriage. And if you have any other books that you'd like to share with us, um, then please do for the men. The book I would like to uh, express to you to read is something called The Bait of Satan. And it's by a guy named John Bevere. It's a really, really good read. The Bait of Satan. It talks about the bait of Satan. It talks about being offended or how do we deal with offense? And so it work. It works well with men that are uh, dealing with those things. And I mean, I would suggest getting the good, uh, good getting the good book along with getting this book, The Bait of Satan. And helping you with some things. So, again, we'd like to sign out now and uh, go ahead and uh, check us out. Put your information in the comments. Hey, what church you go to? And if you'd like us to visit and come talk to your marriage, uh, talk talk at a marriage conference and things like that. 
and uh, we'll we'll definitely do so. I have no clue right now why I am so tongue twisted. Maybe I'm too excited. I need to slow down. Maybe that's what it is. I love talking. I love talking fast. So maybe that's what it is. I'll slow down a little bit. Stay tuned for more marriage uh, information. And we'll definitely be plugging in a couple of churches that we have visiting once those things become good on the schedule. Again, my name is Ken Simeon, and please uh, subscribe to this podcast and also our other podcast, The Frying Pin of Marriage. It's an actual show for us. So we love you and stay tuned. Be blessed.